Welcome to Words of Eternal Life with Pastor Elvis Ajaman. Pastor Elvis Ajaman is an anointed teacher of the Word of God with accompanying signs. He also operates in a unique prophetic and healing grace that has helped liberate many in the kingdom. He's an author of several books and the head pastor of Grace Mountain Ministry. Now, you are listening to Words of Eternal Life broadcast. Be blessed. and his churches for everything that we have to experience there was something that happened in the bible to be a typology of what is yet to happen and i can boldly tell you that there are thousands and thousands of churches in the world but all those churches are compressed into seven a certain seven types of churches that jesus spoke of in the bible so we have a lot of denominations in the world today but you can only trace seven kinds of things working in all denominations and every and these seven kinds have become an atmosphere that is working in the denominations when you get to know this you realize that every denomination you enter every church you enter you will find this kind of atmosphere in the church one way or the other and then there were some of the atmospheres Jesus spoke about that he recommended he loved it he he encouraged them to continue building that atmosphere and there were some atmospheres that Jesus condemned specifically he condemned it and that is what I want our eyes to be open to it means that every atmosphere that Jesus because he spoke to the churches as if he was speaking to one person but actually was speaking to a whole church so he would talk about probably the church of Sadducees, and they will say I know your works that means that the church has developed to a point that what I'm about to tell you that is your works everybody is into it that is what we call atmosphere Jesus didn't miss words when he pointed to the church of Ephesus and said I know your works this is who you are he wasn't talking about one person he was talking about an atmosphere that has covered the whole church so a church that is not discerning no matter how spiritual you are when you enter into that church you end up falling into a particular atmosphere and by the time you realize your life will be sailing according to that atmosphere according to that atmosphere so i want us to understand these seven atmospheres that worked in the seven churches and when some of them begin to show up in grace mountain then we know what to do as a church I believe some of them has already shown up only that our eyes are not open enough to see but there are atmospheres that when you come to Grace Mountain you will find when you go to another church you will find and Jesus spoke of the churches in the book of Revelation that was even after he has ascended to heaven and come back it is in the New Testament so everything he spoke about was his heartbeat listen in as much as I am a human and I try to convince myself to believe that the church is physical there are certain scriptures in the Bible that doesn't make me comfortable to believe that this church you see is physical more physical than spiritual there are some depth of scriptures in the Bible that makes us to understand that Jesus is in full control full control of his church what you see like this there is more to what you see than we are seeing today is more 
there is more so i want you to understand church is not just what we are seeing today jesus is involved the logic listen in in revelation 120 revelation 120 jesus visited john and he began to speak some mysteries to john and then he tells john of the lampstand and tells john of the stars then he comes down to give a revelation to john about what he was saying this is the meaning of the mystery of the seven stars you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstand the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches so john have seen a revelation and he has seen some lampstands and he has seen some stars then jesus comes to tell john that john the stars you saw are not just stars they are the angels of the churches and when you look into the greek meaning of the angels there means pastors they are the pastors of the churches and the seven the seven lampstands you saw are the seven churches in asia and let me tell you the position of everything you saw he said that the seven stars in my hands means that all the seven pastors of the seven churches i bear them in my hand and then the seven lampstands you saw i'm telling you that listen in 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 revelation chapter 2 verse 1 he begins to talk to the efficient church then look at how give me revelation 2 1 let's start let's start dealing with the churches he said i write this letter to the angel of the church in ephesus this is the message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand and the one who walks among the seven golden stars so jesus introduces himself to the ephesus Ephesians church and this is how he introduced himself i am the one who carries the seven pastors and i'm also the one who walk among the seven churches that means that when he said that when two or three have got the day i am he didn't he wasn't really joking it means that whenever the church meets he's walking among us this is a reality when you don't take care we will be too carnal to a point that we cannot see the reality of god's word as we are talking now jesus is walking among us do you know as i'm standing here now i'm not walking on the floor i'm walking in his hand that is a reality he says that the seven stars are in my hand in my right hand when you use, when he uses the word in my right hand means the, the hand is the controlling unit in other words all the seven pastors i'm the one controlling them right hand also means power right hand also means i care for them right hand also means that i'm the one directing them i bear them in my head this is how he introduced himself to the first church he speaks to then he tells them that i'm also the one visiting and walking that means that everybody in the church has at least once received a visitation from jesus i'm the one who walk among the churches it means that everybody who is part of grace mount somebody, jesus has visited you in the home and you never knew somebody shout glory to jesus he has he has visited you as listen listen you you see sometimes you want to you want things that appeal to your senses but the word of god doesn't appeal to our senses the realities 
and the truth of God's word doesn't he said that I walk among the churches I'm not standing in the, in the midst of I walk among them I visit almost everybody to make sure that everybody is fine your may the next visitation from Jesus bring you all your solutions that is why he is bold to say I know your works if he is not around how did he know he walks he was and he's too dangerous that he doesn't only walk outside he walks inside in the book of Corinthians he says that for I will live in you and walk in you so he doesn't only walk outside he walks inside and he said that write this to the this letter to the pastor the angel of the church of Ephesus write it then he begins verse 2 look at the atmosphere I'm telling you an atmosphere in the church of Ephesus have not changed Jesus intentionally brought this into the Bible to tell us that this atmosphere will remain in every church so every church must be ready to deal with it I know all the things you do I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance I know you don't tolerate evil people say number one evil people that was a good thing he said that I know everything you are doing. You are working so hard not to tolerate evil people. And he said, I love it. You have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles but are not. So churches that don't just fall for anything. But they examine, they test. They see whether they will test all spirits to know that this is from God. Jesus, one of the churches that did that excellently was the Ephesian church. You can't call yourself a pastor and just go to the Ephesian church. You say you are going to minister to them. They will, they will scrutinize you. And Jesus said, I know this work and it's a good work. Hallelujah. May Grace Mountain carry the same spirit. He said, you know how to deal with evil people. And you know how to deal with liars. Those who claim that they are apostles but are not. You have discovered that they are liars. It means that everything that the church of Ephesus stood for to fight against, Jesus knew that they have done the right thing. They have discovered that these, the, the, the so-called apostles and pastors in town were liars. That means that their zealousness to test spirits and to test oils and to test titles was actually hard work for Jesus. And Jesus said, you have worked for me without quitting. I love the way you are exposing liars. I love the way you are exposing liars. Keep on, it's a good work. Verse 4. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. I'm coming to show you why they ended up. It means that at first, they loved Jesus. At first, they loved one another. Until they picked up a course to now start fighting falsehood. And when they started fighting falsehood, they didn't really, they weren't able to differentiate between people and what people do. People are different from what they do. Jesus was happy that they were identifying the wrong deeds of people and the wrong things of people. But what he was not happy was that they were actually hating the deeds of people and the people themselves. So at something that began so powerfully and beautifully at the end of the day it started turning into hatred for people so if they find pastor elvis to be false they start hating pastor elvis and not just the falsehood of pastor elvis are you are you getting the picture here 
that became the atmosphere of the efficient church so at a point in time this their battle against falsehood conquered love and now there was no more love in the church everybody suspect the other they they attacked evil doing to a point that they started hating each other and they never knew that what they were doing they falling out of love I'm not here with the church at all it's possible it's possible to fight evil at the expense of the love of Christ it's possible they actually didn't start like that at first they will correct you because they love you but at a point in time they will correct you because they dislike you that is what began so deep within it's not that they are correcting the false apostles at the point in time they didn't really like them and that was where Jesus began to get worried you started a good work for me but now there is no more love you neither love me and you neither love the church and you are busy fighting about doctrines fighting about who is evil fighting about who is doing wrong have you have you witnessed it in our generation yeah 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 there is a way you can you can hate evil to a point that you start hating people who do evil your ability to separate them is what makes you divine your ability to hate what people do but don't hate them is is what makes you a matured believer and that is what the efficient church hated missed so they come to church yes this person's clothes is not good but they are not correcting the person in love they correct the person in hatred so paul gave us the biggest advice he said that speaking truth in love speaking truth in love there is a way you can speak truth but it's not in love there's a way you can rebuke but it's not in love and that has been the biggest problem of today's church we condemn everything people do to a point that we end up condemning them God will destroy you God will curse you you won't do well you won't do that no the person is doing something evil don't mingle it with the love of God don't crush the love of God because the person is doing evil am I here with the church at all this was what this was the atmosphere in the efficient church too. and at a point in time there was no love in the church because everybody was checking who is wrong from the pastor they started checking false apostles then it entered into the church now everybody was a, an inspector so they come to church not expecting to receive a blessing from the pastor they are expecting to see an error from the pastor so that they condemn the pastor to say you are not a good apostle from the lord you are not truly called that be, something that started in love at the end of the day it became a system that started destroying and killing them so mama so so and so is coming to church expecting that one of the younger ladies will make a mistake then he lambasts the ladies are coming to church expecting that today mama so so and so will make a mistake then we attack so at a point in time they were not correcting each other in love they were correcting each other in hatred that is where jesus problem started and when it grew to a point they started even losing love for jesus himself there is there, there is a possibility to be in church and yet you are not focused on jesus there's a possibility to do things in church but yet jesus is not the reason 
the standard for working for Jesus is love for him and love for his church. If you don't have this, everything you are doing for him is fail. Verse 5. Look how far you are falling. So now you people who are pointing to others that they are falling, look how far you, you fell very quick. Early, long time ago, you fell. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. What were the first works? I love you, that's why I'm correcting you. That's the first works. I, I, the reason why I'm telling you this is wrong is because genuinely I love you. It's not because I will. Listen, even the devil, even the devil taught, taught us a very important lesson. The Bible says that when, when in Matthew 16, when God spoke through Peter and told Jesus that thou art the son of God, the Bible said, Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this, but my father who is in heaven just spoke through you. Then in the same chapter, Jesus began to tell them that I will die and on the third day I'll rise up. And Satan knowing very well that Jesus has just spoken through this young man. So definitely everybody, the father has spoken through Peter. So definitely everybody knows that Peter has, is now the mouthpiece of the father. I can use Peter to talk to Jesus. And Jesus would believe is the father speaking. He didn't know Jesus was fast matter. So after Peter spoke to Jesus, Jesus said, Satan, away with it. So Jesus knew it was Satan speaking. But look at what Satan did. The Bible said, and Peter drew Jesus aside and rebuked him. He didn't rebuke him in the midst of the people. He took him aside. So even Satan knows how to correct secretly. Please be seated. Please, are you getting a picture? Even Satan didn't want to say something to embarrass Jesus before the people. So he took Jesus aside. Peter did Listen, at that point, Peter was not in control of his life. It was Satan that has entered him. So everything Peter was doing was what Satan was doing. And the first positive thing Peter did was that he pulled him aside and started talking to him. And then when Jesus also knew that it was Satan, Jesus also didn't go and say it outside. He also catch Peter there, Satan away with you so they deal, you dealt with each other in the secret and they okay why are we attacking and fighting each other in public a great work is turning into hatred he said that go back to where you fell and do the works of the first what is the works of the, the first works the first works was that I am I don't like evil I'm correcting evil but I'm doing it in love so sometimes I will correct you on a phone where nobody is there I'll correct you in a secret where nobody is there. That, that is the first atmosphere of the church of Ephesus. But later, the atmosphere changed. Everybody is another person's police. They were looking for something to attack. One of the powerful work we can do for Jesus is to locate evil and attack evil. But we should be careful how, to, how we don't mingle evil with the people who do evil. God hates sin. He doesn't hate the sinner. If he hated the sinner, he would have never come to die. God knows how to make lovers out of enemies. Whilst we were yet enemies, Christ loved us. So if you are serving this God, you must be careful how you deal with people. The people may be wrong, but they themselves are not wrong in nature. 
learn how to separate them if you don't repent I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches remember the verse, verse, uh, chapter 1 verse 20 he said that the lampstand are the churches and he said that if you don't this is the only church he threatened to collapse the church I will remove your lampstand in other words I will collapse the church I will close the church I will remove the church from the surface of the earth where there is no love Jesus doesn't even wish that there must be a church if you don't love Jesus and if you don't love people then it's better you are not a church that's what it means am I speaking to a church at all the Bible says that if this happens we are like empty symbols just plain empty symbols just plain we are nothing before God a church that knows no love they are nothing and this is the only church he threatened that I'll remove your lampstand from the churches you have no place among the church churches don't just collapse do you think it is only the devil that collapses churches no Jesus can collapse a church if the church doesn't understand the matter of love Jesus himself can collapse a church the Bible says he is love do you know that in the Old Testament he had to kill the firstborn of Pharaoh the enemies this, the, the master of, of Israel, his people he had to kill the firstborn of Pharaoh to deliver Israel so he delivered them out of judgment so he was working with them out of judgment if you don't do this you will die if you do that you will live if you don't do this you will be cursed if you do this you will be blessed it was all about judgment because even in your deliverance he delivered them out of judgment but as he killed his firstborn for God so loved the world that he gave his only son he killed his firstborn so to deliver us it was out of love and it is out of love you work with us a church that doesn't understand love doesn't understand their calling in the first place we don't even understand our calling in the first place you understand right from the beginning it was love and it will end with love he says that love oh Jesus he said a new commandment I give in other words all the 430 something commandments that Moses gave throw it away a new commandment I give unto you a new commandment new and only one commandment I give to you love one another as I love you don't love as the world love don't love as Romeo and Julius love don't love as of as, as telenovela love don't love as I love you the standard of your love is the love I have for you the love that I have for you love each other he said that so that the world will know that you are my disciples indeed we don't have any business loving the world the love of God is over the world our business is to love Jesus and to love ourselves Peter if you love me feed the sheep am I here with church yeah and then the Bible says that for hearing we know the love of God and if a man should lay his life down for his friend so the love of god is about dying for each other hallelujah that's the love of god it's about dying for each other 
and he said that if you don't repent i'll come and remove your livestock no church is safe no church is permanent until the church understands the matter of love we should be able to know how to deal with evil in love this is this is the point even if you don't get anything home please get this you should be able to handle people's wrong in love if you don't get anything please get this home so for anybody you are dealing with know how to separate the person from what the person does every person you see has a soul that helplessly wants to be delivered every person you see has a soul that wants to be saved genuinely is crying for salvation but their bodies are doing different things know how to separate what they are doing from what they genuinely desire this is how God works Paul says that I a chief sinner I don't deserve that I'll be called that is the nature of God he knows how to separate forget about what people do and depend on them take them as who they are and work on them nobody nobody on earth is a damaged goose no human being on earth is a damaged goose nobody has gone too far to the point that they are unusable the problem is our mind we have not learned how to separate people from what they do there is still a lover of Jesus in a prostitute called Mary Madeleine it's a matter of time if we learn how to separate what they do from them we realize that we can get a beautiful woman to serve the Lord Jesus the Bible says that the man of gathering after the 6,000 demons left sat quietly among the disciples and listened to Jesus there is an apostle in a wee smoker the problem is how to separate the things they do from who they really are and that is the work of the church it is love that can make us do that successfully it's love am I talking to a church at all it's love don't let us use this mind to kill destinies and to kill destroy people and whatever we are doing is coming back at the church it's coming back at the church Jesus is thinking of collapsing certain churches because the church has no place I'm telling you the church has lost its prime vision and focus love is the most powerful tool on earth I'm telling you what love can do no weapon on earth can do it I'm, I'm telling you a gospel truth the problem is us we've not understood the vision of our Lord Jesus let's go ahead Six. but this is in your favor you hate the evil deeds of the Nicolaitans just as I do did he say you hate the Nicolaitans he said you hate the evil deeds of the Nicolaitans just as I do in other words I also hate their deeds but the Nicolaitans themselves I don't have an issue with them 
but I hate their deeds. The Nicolaitans were the disciples of a man called Nicholas. If you read um, Acts chapter 6, the Bible speaks of how the Bible said uh, um, Peter told them they should choose seven spirit-filled men to take over the, the seven of the tables. And the Bible said one of them was called Nicholas, a Jewish proselyte. That's what the Bible puts it, a Jewish proselyte. And a Jewish proselyte means that he has converted. Proselyte is somebody who has converted from one belief to another. So he had converted from paganism to Jewish, uh, um, um, Judaism. And then he is now part of the church. It means that he converted from paganism to Judaism and now has converted from Judaism to Christianity. So he, had a, he didn't really have a problem of changing religion. At any point in time, his mind changes. <laughs> At any point in time that his mind changes, the man will just shift. So he had changed from different faiths, from paganism to Judaism to Christianity. At a point in time, when he was chosen among the seven anointed people, at a point in time, he started introducing something into the church. That, that is called, um, very soon they, he had disciples that called themselves Nicolaitans. Nicolaitans means that they follow the doctrines and the teachings of Nicholas. And the doctrine and the teachings of Nicholas is simple. Christianity is not the only faith. That was what Nicholas taught. That Christianity is not a straight Christianity. It, uh, it's not a straight religion. It, gives, it has a freedom for other faiths. So you can practice paganism whilst you are a Christian. You can practice Judaism whilst you are a Christian. So Nicholas was also building his own faithfuls in the church. And at a point in time, there were people who didn't mind worshipping idols and still coming to church. And they were Nicolaitans. And in those days, they were a lot in the church. Because Nicholas have taught them to believe that there is liberty in Jesus. So whatever you do is fine. That was the teaching of Nicholas. So people were doing serious evil. But they defended it with the doctrine of Nicholas. That Jesus died to free the world. So what the liberty in Jesus means is that you are, you are free to do whatever you do. Because everybody is now the property of Jesus. So pagans are properties of Jesus. Uh, Judaism is a, uh, those practicing Judaism is a property of Jesus and those practicing Christ-like faith is also a property of Jesus so everybody can do what he wants and still call himself a Christian and Jesus said I hate that deeds do we see do we see it in, in our generation yeah there is there is the free thinkers that have stepped into the church there are those who say that you can do anything you want and everything is fine it, it, is, it is the descendants of the Nicolaitans who come and tell us that do everything. And Jesus says, I hate that this. I hate it. Ah, may, may, may the Lord give us the grace to withstand those days in the name of Jesus. But we should be able to withstand it in love. You see, so everything that the church of Ephesus did against evil, Jesus really didn't have a problem with it. The problem he had is how they could not correct those evil in love he said i also hate it verse 7 
anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches to everyone who is victorious i will give fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of god that should tell you that the victorious there means that people who withstand evil in love i will give them fruit there is a reward after living right with jesus you must understand it verse 8 let's go to the second church any church i can finish with the atmosphere do we understand the atmosphere in the church of ephesus hallelujah so we must understand what we are we are going in for and what we are not going in for yes i i will recommend and i would ad- admonish everybody in grace mountain never love evil hate evil but don't hate the doers of evil can i get an amen yeah write this letter to the angel of of the church in spina this is the message from the one who is the first and the last look at how he introduces himself when you are first i'm there when you are last i'm there that means that the church has an atmosphere of being last the church has an atmosphere that is not so good an atmosphere so he introduces him church his church in a way to tell them that even if we say that all the churches in Ephesus you are the most poorest don't worry I'm still in the last who was dead and is alive now telling them that death is not the end it means when you are in such a church and Jesus introduces himself like that it means that church death is common verse 9 I know about your suffering and your poverty I know I'm not ignorant but you are rich hallelujah so what riches is that it's not earthly riches you are poor physically but spiritually the glory of god has made you rich but you see that is not the recommended life for everybody i pray for you you'll be rich here and rich spiritually amen I know about your suffering and your poverty, but you are rich. I know the blasphemy of those opposing you. Give me the King James. I know of those opposing. I know the blasphemy of them who say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Have you seen that? I think one of the days I spoke on it. So, one of the people you will see in that church are people who are synagogues of Satan they are in and they are opposing the church and they are the reason why people are suffering and they are the reason why people are poor in the church it means that it's likely to find so many possessed people in the church of spina and jesus said i know i know may god help us verse 10 verse 10 fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer it may we receive grace to overcome every suffering behold the devil shall cast some of you into prison how is he going to do it because he has synagogues among you the devil shall cast some of you into prison that ye may be tried and ye shall have tribulation 10 days be thou faithful unto death and i will give thee a crown of life in other words jesus is telling the church that some this church there your your only thing is prison and death be faithful unto death if you enter this church and you, you know we have such churches in, in our time. Yes. Yes. Just January, in the north, Nigeria, they killed several Christians there. 
they cut off their heads they shot some and they did video and brought it that is the church of spina in our days why 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 are people still doing churches in those north knowing very well that every sunday you go if you close from church and nothing happens to the church you, that one is thanksgiving it's thanksgiving do you know that there are christians like us anytime they close from church and nothing happens to them they give thanks go to churches in iraq go to churches in asia they they, they fear for their lives anytime they go to church i know of a man of god who went to preach in one of the cities in india he was chased out of the country he preached one first day second day then the police got to hear it india he has to be smuggled out of the country and when he got here the pastor told him that if they had caught you that would have been your your last i'm not saying yes the pastor himself told me there are churches that jesus has prepared for death and for suffering it's an atmosphere an atmosphere and you see he encourages them he didn't encourage them that i'll deliver you he encouraged them that be faithful to death <laughs> be faithful to death you see jesus is not that that the way some people portray him to be he's loving he's caring comforting oh jesus jesus is like a boyfriend jesus is jesus is calm jesus is romantic i mean at last time i saw somebody status i'm in a romantic life with jesus when jesus is telling another church you would die <laughs> you are you would die be faithful and die do you know that that scripture in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 when the holy ghost comes upon you you shall receive power to be witnesses have you checked the greek meaning of the witness there the word witness is there to be matthias you will receive power to die <laughs> you receive power to die and we are here and jesus is in romantic life with us when you serve jesus no problem at all when he's encouraging another church faithfully be true to me die <laughs> kalabashaya Oh, go back be true to me and die that is that is the reality of the lord we are serving so have you seen that in another church it has nothing to do with prison so if you are in the efficient church you are the one that attacks evil doers and you are successful but if you are in the church of spina those who are possessed by the devil come to attack you and can you imagine that somebody in the in the church of Ephesus you probably if the church of Ephesus is growing 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 and the church of Spina is small they wouldn't understand why because there are two different atmospheres and then one in the church of Ephesus will say my pastor is very anointed my pastor is very anointed and you see the way the church is growing my pastor knows what to do to bring success but it, these are different atmospheres Jesus is talking about but the one that seems to be growing and doing well he said that i will soon come and remove the lampstand but this one he says that be faithful unto death and i will give thee a crown of life have you seen that this reward is different from that of those who will be victorious in the church of ephesus the church you belong to will determine your crown at the end of the day 
verse 11. He that has, has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is telling the churches. And he that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Verse 12. Let's go to the next church. And to the angel of the church in Pergamos write, These things said he that hath the sharp sword with two edges. Talking about he that, he that have words in his mouth. That means that there is an atmosphere in the church of Pergamos. Let's go. He has the word in his mouth. I know thy works. And where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is. So where the church of Pergamos is, it's not possessed people that are in the church. Where the church is situated, that is where Satan's palace is on earth. Do you know that Satan has got a seat on earth? Most of you have not studied your Bible. The Bible says that, and Satan will give his seat to the Antichrist, the beast. Satan has got the seat on earth. It's in a place. If you read the lamp and the beast, you'll find it there. <laughs> he has a seat on earth. And the Bible said that the church of Pergamos was situated where the seat of Satan is. Your geographical area as a church counts. And thou holdest fast my name and hast not denied my faith. Even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful Mattiah, who was slain among you where Satan dwells. So can you imagine that a church is situated in an environment where Satan's seat is? What next? Sin. That church, one of the things they will experience most is sin. Look at it. Verse 14. But I have few things against thee because thou hast dared them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things, sacrifice unto idols, and to commit fornication. Where Satan's seat is, what you see there is sexual immorality. Satan is a lover of sex. And the first church that is talked about that they were they, they were fornicators in the church is the church that was situated at where the seat of Satan is. And he said that they hold fast the doctrine of Bilam. They hold fast the doctrine of Bilam. Do you know the doctrine of Bilam? I've taught you the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. The doctrine of Bilam is that Balak hide Bilam to curse Israel. And then whenever he curses Israel, it turns into a blessing. Then Bilam went to tell Balak that these people cannot be cursed. They are beyond cursing. But I can show you what to do. Let them sin so that their God will destroy them. Then suddenly, Bilam threw parties and released beautiful girls. And then the, the men of Israel began chasing the daughters of Moab. That was how more than 20 something people were killed by God himself. The curse didn't work. But when the church, that is Israel, and the world, that is Moab, began to fornicate and do things together. That was where God descended on them. The doctrine of Bilam is to have to be in the church, but have fellowship with the world. Am I teaching a church here? It's a church that doesn't care. I'm a clubber and so what? I listen to hip-hop and so what? 
they held fast the doctrine of Bilam. Something was fighting the church of Pergamos. They were seated at the, they were dwelling at this very place Satan is. So they could not escape idolism and could not escape fornication. People come to church but have bansre. That's what was that was the atmosphere in the church of Pergamos. We break that atmosphere in the name of Jesus. It, it's listen to be a pastor over such a church, you are doomed. A church does have one leg in church, one leg outside. That was the atmosphere in the church of Pergamos. I'm telling you, and it's happening here in our time, it's happening. A church on the same phone, he has messages of, of sermons on the same phone, pornography is the doctrine of Bilam. Can I talk to you? Yeah. Yeah, it's the doctrine of Bilam. It allows the combination of spirituality and carnality. Boom. Flow. Flow. Let's go ahead. Verse 15. So hast thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. about you can do anything in the kingdom eh? Jesus hated with passion the Bible said that we have been constrained constrained by the love of God we have been constrained Christianity is a restriction somebody shall restriction you can't do what you want you do what the spirit of God wants he that has an ear let him hear what the spirit is telling the churches it means that the controlling unit of every church is the Holy Spirit so let let everybody that I have seen your errors and I've told you your errors but if you really want to correct these errors open your ears to the spirit who will teach you my ways verse 16 repent or else I will come unto thee quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. You will not have to fight. I will fight. Listen to me. In the church of Ephesus, the people were fighting. But here, he's saying that if you don't repent, I will step in and I'll begin to fight the fornicators and the idol worshippers myself with the sword in my mouth. Judgment. Judgment. Hmm. Am I speaking to a church? So there are listen, there are people that Jesus Himself comes to fight. Okay, let's go ahead. 17. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said to the churches. On unto the angel of the church. Oh. And unto the angel of the church in Titira, right? These things saith the Son of God. Somebody say the Son of God. Who has his eyes like unto the flame of fire. And his feet as, are like fine brass. Yes. So his eyes are like fire. That means I'm angry. <laughs> Go ahead. I know thy works and charity. In other words, he recommends this church for love. I know thy works and charity and service and faith and thy patience and thy works 
and the last to be more than the first. Can we celebrate the, the, the awesome atmosphere in this church? Praise God. Look at, look at it. Works, charity, service, faith, patience, works. And even the last things you are doing now is more than the first. When he was telling the Ephesian church, go back to the first and do the first way. For the Titira church, he said that even the ones you are doing now, the last is better than what you used to do. In other words, you will improve every day. Give me NLT of this. Give me NLT of this. Listen, I have seen your love, your faith, your service, your patience, endurance, and I can see your constant improvement in all these things. What a beautiful church. It means that they kept growing in faith, kept growing in service, kept growing in love, kept growing in everything they do. But, verse 20, <laughs> but I have this complaint against you. You are permitting that woman, that Jezebel who calls herself a prophet, to lead my servants astray. She teaches them to commit sexual sin and to eat food offered to idols. Oh. You see, this church, have you seen that now Jesus is not referring to the church. He's referring to the servants in the church. And he's saying that there is a woman who is, who is Jezebel and calls herself prophetess. And she is misleading the servants, the leaders of the church. And tells them that, oh, you can commit sexual immorality. It's fine. When the pagans bring you food, you can eat it. It's fine. And let's see what Jesus says. 21. I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to turn away from her immorality. Uh -huh. Therefore, I will throw her on the bed of suffering. And those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn away from her evil deeds. Somebody say her evil deeds. It means she was teaching the servants of God something. Verse 23. I will strike her children dead so those servants of god were called her children this is where i introduce to you spiritual father spiritual son affair that was what it, it started from the church of Titira. a woman rose up i'm a prophetess and started um, if 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 you're a leader he calls you my son my my child then he begins to infuse something into you you end up fornicating and nothing matters why am i not your prophetess am i not your spiritual father and then i cover you i'll cover you then the people started committing fornication and jesus got angry the people started committing fornication and jesus got angry that's what is happening this 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 is it that is why paul said that imitate me as i imitate christ a spiritual father who is out of christ you don't follow him then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intentions of every person. And I will give to each one, each of you, whatever you deserve. I'll give to you whatever you deserve. So Jesus saying that I will cast some into bed and I will kill some. It is not every problem in the church that is from the devil. Some Jesus knows something about it. Verse 24. But I will have a message for the rest of you in Titira who have not followed this teaching, deeper truth. Somebody say deeper truth. 
as they call them depth of satan actually i will ask nothing more of you he says that i have something good for the people of Titira. some of you have not followed this false teaching deeper truth hey deep 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 this is deep <laughs> he said deeper truth as they call them but is the depth of satan <laughs> praise god somebody shout deep 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 <laughs> they say the next time i shall buy a ride on ride on <laughs> pastor ride on that's <laughs> a tree a tree bicycle right a ride on jesus told them you call it deeper truth there is no deeper truth truth is truth there is no deep truth truth is truth anybody that comes to tell you deeper truth the bible says it's the depth of satan satan goes for perfect truth deeper truth beautiful truth glorious truth jesus goes for truth <laughs> jesus goes for truth it is satan that will tell you this is not the whole truth then where are some <laughs> this is not the whole truth there are more truths there are that, there are that. Jesus says that one, the, the rest of you that I love are those. You see, that was the advantage of the prophetess against the servants in Titira. She was, she was doing deeper truths. And what she was teaching was too deep. And it looks true to a point that you can still fornicate and still be okay. <laughs> Am I teaching a church? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not that the people just followed the woman. They didn't just follow him. She gave them deeper truth. Deep. Bunze, ye preaching obedience itself. Funny. I did deep. I did deep. Deep, deep, deep. Now they call deep in hell. He said that they are depths of Satan. It means Satan has got depth. Satan has got depth. Do you want to know knowledge? Satan has got depth in knowledge. So the Bible says that for even Satan has transformed himself into an angel of light. When he was Lucifer, he was the bearer of light. But now he has transformed himself into an angel of light. And the Bible said that so have his ministers and his apostles also transformed themselves into ministers of righteousness so satan has got apostles for himself because as he stands now he's no more a bearer of light he's light of himself and he has ministers and apostles teaching righteousness so the righteousness that is of satan what do you think it will be that is the righteousness of the prophetess of Titira. You are already righteous. So do whatever you want. Whatever you do doesn't matter. That is that is the depth of Satan. And they can give you stuff. Out of contest and in contest. One day, I think we, we posted... A, a message like that and somebody came to write uh, apostle sin is dead and i said that who, who really reconciled that that you are dead to sin and sin is dead the gap is too wide who really managed to make them the same the bible said you are dead to sin that means that when sin comes 
you this this being you a new creation to a point that sin has no strength over you again you are dead when when we say somebody is dead when you pinch the thing, the person the person doesn't respond when you clap the uh, slap the person the person doesn't respond whatever you do to the person the person doesn't respond he's saying that you are dead to sin in other words at first you used to be alive to sin the moment sin comes you embrace you do it but now when sin comes you there is nothing in you that loves it again that is a person being dead to sin. How did, where, where did we get sin is dead? Where in the Bible? From Genesis to Revelation. Let them bring it out. Then the depth of Satan will step in and turn it around. Sin is dead. In other words, whatever you call sin today is not sin. Because sin is already dead. So there is no sin on earth. Where, where did, where, where did, eh, yeah, 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 one is saying how many? <laughs> depth of Satan I'm not afraid to say it depth of Satan that was the strength of the prophetess in Thyatira depth of Satan she taught them to a point that immorality became something that is irrelevant with God fellowshipping with pagans and dining with idol worshippers and eating their food and flowing with them became nothing because she taught them depth of truth and Jesus saying that those depth is of Satan from today before you say a message is deep <laughs> oh deep 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 message deep message ride on push it work it flow work the word Fire the word. Hallelujah. Let's be careful. These were atmospheres that existed in some churches. Except that you hold tightly. To what you yes go to chapter 3 verse 1 let's write this letter to the angel of the church in Sardis. this is the message from the one who has the sevenfold spirit of god so i will say the seven spirit of god and the seven stars i know all the things you do and that you have a reputation of being alive but you are dead do we have such a church <laughs> this church anointed hey, dead he said you have a reputation of being alive but you are dead verse 2 wake up strengthen what little remains for even what is left is almost dead church is there so grace mountain where do we fall to fall under the church of sadhus you are you are a miserable christian you, for Jesus to tell you you have a reputation among men that you are alive but in reality you are dead and the little left with you to is almost dying that is an atmosphere and the people are proud of it I go to this and those church I go to this and so church physically they have a reputation of being alive but spiritually they are dead 
there is nothing in the church that carries the spirit of God. That is why he started introducing himself. I'm the one that has the seven spirits of God. So I know where the seven spirits of God are working. You cannot deceive me. You can deceive the people. <laughs> you can deceive people to believe as if you are anointed, you are spiritual, you are alive. But I own the seven spirits and I know where every one of them is. They are not in Sadhus. They are not in the Sadhus church. They are not there. So anybody that thinks that the Sadhus church is a spiritual church, forget about it. I own the seven spirits. They are not there. <laughs> Can you imagine that we say, Grace Mountain is an anointed church. The power of God is in Grace Mountain. And Jesus writes a letter one day and says, I own the spirit of God. It's not with you. You are dead. <laughs> ha! May this atmosphere never be found in Grace Mountain. May we never experience this atmosphere. I find that your, your, your actions do not meet the requirements of my God. There are standards in heaven, O oh people of God. There are standards in heaven. There is a way your life cannot meet a standard with God. Why were they having a reputation that they are alive but they are dead? He said that your actions, not your, your actions doesn't meet the requirement of God. Your actions are wrong. The way a Christian must live, that is not how the Sadist church is living. There are standards. Oh, Christo, bro, I don't go bitters. There are standards for Christianity. There are requirements with God. Whoever told you that there is no requirement has deceived you big time. And you will pay for it if you don't repent. I'm telling you. One day when you stand before the judgment seat of God, you pay a huge price for the deception you did not run from. The fact that everybody calls you pastor doesn't mean Jesus calls you pastor. You have a reputation to be alive, but you are dead. I am the one that hold the seven spirits. I know you don't have them. Never be deceived when everybody calls you anointed. The one that owns the anointing knows who he has given the anointing to. These are some of the truths that when you come into contact with, it will check your secret life. When everybody is not there, then you know that this thing I'm doing, beside everything people say about me and everything people think about me, there is a Jesus that is the overall judge. And, and when everybody says I'm alive and I'm blessed and I'm anointed and I'm on fire and I'm on that, I must check my life to know whether genuinely Jesus sees me as so. Do you know that there are some people we feel they are dead, but to Jesus they are alive. The, he told the church of Spina, you are poor, but you are rich. In other words, everybody calls you poor, but I see you very rich. And he said, be faithful unto death. It's not about what people say. It's about your reality and your fellowship with Jesus. How, what does Jesus call you? Are you alive? Let us stop. Because listen, the, the Bible, God told Abraham, Samuel that you judge according to the appearance, but I judge according to the heart. It is, listen, when, when you are flowing with what people say, they will only show you things they see physically. People, people can even see the way you walk and then say you are anointed because you walk ten like this on prayer warriors the way you even talk people will hear your voice and say you are anointed yeah 
KNOC campus, that's the show. And that's where I went to. And that's what I can say. Oshofo, Oshofo, how are you? How are you? How are you? Keep the fire on. Okay, keep the fire on. I see in the spirit. Everybody see in the spirit. I see in the spirit. I saw an arrow coming. And I see a fire all around your life. And the Lord told me that you, you will end up in Germany. The Lord will. He said, my yama, if you give simple prophecies, people don't believe. You must do some things before they know that you are in the spirit. But to be in the spirit, you know, and yet, everybody say you are alive, but you are dead. It is dangerous. One of the things I fear is when everybody is calling me pastor. Does Jesus see me so? What everybody calls you, eh? That is not how Jesus calls you. His own judgment is different. He, he, can you imagine that your actions are not in conformity to the requirements of God? It means that God requires something from you. Sunday church. God requires something from you. Your, your actions are not. You may have come to church today because you feel that it's a Sunday morning you have to come but I'm telling you something one day you will not have this liberty like you have today you will stand before the king of kings and your actions must meet his requirements everything you came to do on earth it will be weighed in a balance and when you don't take care you will find yourself wanted in the presence of the king don't be deceived when people are saying mighty things about you. Please. They can say you are alive. You are the best manager. You are the best pastor. You are the best teacher. You are the best student. You are the best believer. You are the best Christian. You are the best church worker. You are the best usher. You are the best singer. They let them say, but wait for what Jesus will say. You have a reputation to be alive, but I know you are dead. Verse 3. Go back to what you heard and believe that first. Hold to it firmly. Repent and turn to me again. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly as unexpected as a thief. Verse 4. Quickly. Yet there are some in the church in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes with evil. They will walk with me in, the, in white for they are worthy. All who are victorious will be clothed in white. I will never erase their names from the book of life. It means that there are some people whose names will be erased. To date, I'm telling you. Never let anybody deceive you that when you enter the book of life, it's done. This is what I was looking for. There are some people whose names will be there, but along the way, it will be erased. This is not a typical New Testament message. But this message came after Jesus ascended heaven, uh, ascended heaven and came back again and brought the message. If you really want to know a serious man, it is after he has gone through some experiences. He sat in heaven and saw how the church was being operated. And he came back and gave this, gave this information to the church. I will erase people's names from the book of life. I will erase it. May your name be permanent. 
and but I will announce before my father but I will announce before my father and his angels that they are mine so there are those who will stand and be victorious and will not soil their clothes with evil he said that I will not erase their names and I will announce them before my father and my, my angels anyone with ears let him hear uh-huh. let me quickly read the rest the church of Philadelphia I spoke to you about that church how they stood true to God and he opened the door for them and the very people who were the synagogue of Satan came and they bowed to them they bowed to them they bowed to them and God said I will open a door Jesus said I will open a door before you and then those who are the synagogue of Satan will come and bow go ahead and let's finish up with the with the with the church of Laodicea go ahead yes yes I've already explained this it's a whole subject I've explained so keep going keep going keep going write this letter to the angel of the church in Laodicea this is a message from the one who is the amen the faithful and the true witness the beginning of God's new creation I know all the things you do that you are neither hot nor cold I wish that you were one or the other but since you are like lukewarm water neither hot nor cold I will spit you out of my mouth so I advise you to buy gold from me that that has been purified you say I am rich I have everything I want I don't need a thing and you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked glory to Jesus you are neither hot nor cold and this is why they are neither hot nor cold this is why because they see that they are rich so you see Jesus is talking about it's as if he's talking to one person but it's a church atmosphere everybody in the Laodicean church was doing well in business doing well financially and because of that they became lukewarm they were neither hot nor cold the Bible said everybody will say I am rich I have everything I want I don't need a thing and you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable have, have you seen that church I'm rich I'm blessed I have everything in my hands the world is mine have you seen, not seen those believers <laughs> they end up being no, lukewarm genuinely if you're in the uh, Laodicean church money is normal but when you don't take care you will either be lukewarm, either hot or cold. Those are the churches that give pastor one hour to preach. Some give pastor 35 minutes to preach. If pastor, you were seated, I walk out of the church. I don't have time. I'm a businessman. <laughs> I've got no time for church stuff. But there's yeah, not any time. I've got no time. So I call nightclub on her time. I call to spot no now for four rings on her time. Till daybreak, a little money away now, but now sorry, them near Kenya, me as I'm China. So they are neither hot nor cold, they are in between. Yeah, for me, yes, I, I know Jesus, that I love Jesus, but you know, I am a free thinker, I do what I, I, I just live life, I enjoy life, you know, I enjoy life. Now, no, I enjoy life one day. There are people like that, they, are, they carry the atmosphere of the Laodicean church. I enjoy life. I'm just living life. I'm just because you know what? They they have 
they have gotten the structures right in their lives and they go and a little money comes they have their car they have their houses they have that they have that and everything is cool and they don't know that this life that Jesus offers is far higher than this life that we see we don't serve God because of this life we see there is something more to Jesus and he says that you don't even know have you seen that the church of Spana he told them that you are poor but you are rich this church he told them that you are rich but you don't know you are poor so there is a big difference there are those who are rich physically but are poor spiritually and those who are poor spiritually but are rich physically and those who are rich the ones who are poor physically and rich spiritually jesus really didn't have a problem he said just be faithful die <laughs> just be faithful die and go but this one he warns them that you don't know that spiritually you are poor and miserable naked and blind come and buy of me gold please church i'm begging you don't be deceived by the little you have there is more to this life there is more to this life jesus said that i will spit you out i will spit because you are neither hot nor cold i will spit you out you are neither hot nor cold i'll spit you out i'm bleeding with this church may we never be like the laudition church we will be rich physically but that doesn't mean we will be lukewarm may your job don't create lateness to church the day you found a job that was the day you decided to be a one and a half hour late to church every day that was when you started separating there was a young lady who used to come to church here and then I think one bank you were the one that she passed through to worry me a lot the, the one who worked in a bank got a job uh, yes pushed us every time he's passing through the pastors tell pastor office to pray i've gone to put admission here i've gone to put service here and you will see her come to church all the time praying praying pray until in a supernatural circumstance god opened the door for her and she got a job got a job in a bank and then she made a terrible mistake then brought it back and we prayed again and god vindicated her after that day now she has never stepped to the church again because she is now a banker what stupidity that means you were coming to church because you just needed a job then you get a little money and you forget God and that has been the problem of today's church the Laodicean church the atmosphere in the Laodicean church is spreading through the churches very fast you see people make it a little money and by the time you realize they don't submit to the kingdom again a little breakthrough it become lukewarm he said you are neither hot nor cold you are in the middle i have prayer or i have i have a pastor who says the pastors that pray so you are a christian but i don't pray i don't i don't even know how to pray for me, I, I will just pray two minutes and I'm done. And, and you are happy about it. Because you, you have a little, you have a little job, you have something, so you are happy. You know you are neither hot, you know you are neither cold, you are in the middle. Jesus said he will spit you out. He will spit you out. 
let us be careful with these atmospheres. Am I here with the church? Let us be careful with these atmospheres. This atmosphere has been spelled out. Seven different atmospheres have been spelled out to the church. Grace Mountain, let's open our eyes. Hallelujah, precious one. God bless you for joining this powerful broadcast. I believe that God has really spoken to you. The Bible says in Luke chapter 8, when Jesus was speaking of the parable of the good seed, he said, no one will light a candle and put it under a vessel or under a bed. He said that he will set it on a candlestick and anyone that enters in might see light. And he said, when the person sees the light, nothing will no more be a secret. And he said, everything will be made manifest. I know that as you heard the word of God, you have seen light and the secret of your life has been revealed. And if you know that something about you has been revealed in the word of God, the light of it has come and you really want to change, you really want to have a transformed life and you want to give your life to Jesus, say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for saving me. I thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Today, I believe that your blood was shed for the remission of my sins and I accept this work of salvation. I pray that you will make me your own and from today cleanse me from all unrighteousness and give me your spirit to walk in the newness of life. I thank you for this great sacrifice and I forever will submit to your lordship. Thank you for dying for me in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you said this powerful prayer with me, I want you to know that from today you are born again. Your sins are forgiven. And if you want to be disciple and to grow in the knowledge of God's word, I will recommend that you join Grace Mountain Ministry. God richly bless you. Let's meet tomorrow for another powerful session. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. Psalm 68 verse 11. Help us publish the word of God on TV and radio. Be a partner today by sending your partnership offerings to mobile number 0552 with account name Grace Mountain Ministry. Or you can use the short code star 800 star 500 hash from all networks or Visa cards, Master cards and other card transfers should use the login aem.mychatpay.com and make payment. Thank you for listening to West of Eternal Life broadcast. I believe you were richly blessed. To reach out to us, kindly contact 0548-695731 or 0552-504085. Or follow Pastor Ajuman Elvis on both Facebook and YouTube. You can also locate us at Achimota of Angkor Seven Days Junction and gladly join in our three powerful Sunday services starting at 7.30 a.m., 9.30 a.m. and 5 o'clock p.m. Or join our Miracle Encounter service every Friday starting at exactly 5.30 p.m. God bless you. Oh, 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 oh,